2023 Big 12 regular season title belongs in part to West Virginia University's baseball team. This historic regular season in Morgantown has come to an end, and what hopes to be an extended postseason run will get underway in the coming days. You are listening to the latest edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast, brought to you as always by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawfirm.com. Ryan Decker and Kevin Redfern here with you in our Morgantown studio as the college baseball regular season has come to an end for the Mountaineer baseball team. If you followed this team at all throughout this season, you know how how historic this year has been, and we will recap some of that history along with recapping this weekend's series against Texas and also looking ahead to the Big 12 tournament, which should be an exciting one here coming up on Wednesday. We're not going to bury the lead too much here, but we do want to introduce you to the newest member of Golden Blue Nation. It is our digital content producer and webman, Kevin Redfern. He joined us this month. Kevin, on your GBN podcast debut. Welcome to Golden Blue Nation's podcast. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Kevin, where you came from, how you got to Golden Blue Nation. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me, Ryan. Uh, I've spent the last couple of years covering Arizona State athletics down in Pac-12 country, so it's nice to come over to this side of the states here in the Big 12 country and uh, cover some WVU sports. And may I add, they... uh, the athletics or the baseball may I add the baseball team here is gone on quite a tear since I've been here so hopefully I'll stick around give them some good luck yeah I mean really I guess you could say Kevin has been the good luck charm that maybe West Virginia has needed all along I mean, really ever since you kind of uh, were brought aboard even before you got here in Morgantown you were following this team and what they were doing and uh, West Virginia has sure treated you and to this entire fan base to a lot of wins here this spring maybe not so much this weekend we'll get to that in a little bit but certainly it's treated West Virginia fans to a lot of wins so far this year but all right let's not delay the big news any longer this was a official Saturday, but we or Friday, I should say, but we have to talk about it here on Saturday. West Virginia, for the first time in program history, has earned a share of the Big 12 regular season title. WVU has never finished higher than tied for third since joining the league back in 2013. It's the first conference title for the baseball program since 1996. I mean, really, what a historic season, what a historic finish to the season it has been for West Virginia. But Kevin, I guess the question becomes, when you look at this Big 12 title for the program, what does it mean for the program, for the university, for the fan base, for the state at large? I know you're so new to this beat a little bit here, but what do you think this means to West Virginia? Well, I think it means a lot, but mostly I think the fan base, the university, Ren Baker, knows that they have a gem in Randy Macy. This, these seasons, like you've mentioned in the past, have become like clockwork, uh, being on the top half of the Big 12, uh, if not hovering around there in the middle. But They've faced some adversity and they've handled it well, which we'll go into in a little bit here uh, regarding this weekend. And in an era of NIL and the transfer portal, it's a different world out there. Randy Mazie seems to have maybe found the formula a little bit when it comes to baseball. Uh, So that's definitely something to look forward to going forward. Yeah, certainly so. And I think, you know, just talking about what this means for the program, for the university, for the fan base, certainly gives the fan base something to look forward to in the spring. You know, at a lot of places around the country, you know, once you get past basketball season's end, it's okay, what's on tap for football this fall? That's not the case in Morgantown anymore. It hasn't been really for a while since Randy Maisie got here, but certainly now thinking what West Virginia has done here over this year, thinking back to 2019, 2017, previous NCAA tournament appearances, Randy Maisie, as you said, has found a good recipe for success here with West Virginia, and that will continue into the future for sure. Uh, When you look at this Big 12 championship, 
and you look at the other three major sports that are played at West Virginia football, men's and women's basketball, you lump baseball into that. This is the second WVU team to win a Big 12 regular season title. The Mountaineer women's basketball team did that back in 2014. That was the first since joining the league. This is just the second. I mean, really, we keep throwing around the word historic and how historic this season has been for WVU baseball. It has been in a lot of ways, individually and team-wise. But even as an athletic department, this is a big one for West Virginia. Yeah, and I was talking to some people in the community recently, and they brought up a great point, which is if you go back to 2010, the last Final Four for the men's basketball team, and you were to tell the fan base that the next two regular season titles in a conference uh, would be women's basketball and baseball, they would probably look at you pretty funny. Yeah, that's a good point. So to see where this program has come in such a short amount of time and to see how it stacks up against some nationally relevant programs within the university typically it's very impressive when especially when just within the big 12 footprint you've got national powers and national brands like texas like oklahoma state tcu texas tech that traditionally compete and compete at a high level to at this season be as good if not better than all of those teams really all season long maybe except for this weekend i mean west virginia certainly deserves a pat on the bat everybody or pat on the back i should say everyone that's involved with this program certainly deserves a round of applause. The work, of course, not done yet as the postseason is just around the corner, as we'd like to say. How West Virginia got to this point, though, a little bit of a limp to the finish. I think you could say West Virginia finishing up the regular season this weekend on the road in Austin at Texas. It was a big series. The simple scenario was West Virginia wins two of three games. They win the Big 12 championship outright. However, if they won just one of those games, that you knew you would have at least a share of the conference championship. If things worked your way, you had it outright. If you got swept by Texas, which has ended up being what happened here in Austin, you knew you would have a share, likely, of the Big 12 championship. They secured that share on Friday night after some help from Oklahoma. And then with Oklahoma State winning on Saturday, it's a three-way tie atop the Big 12 standings. But let's look at this series against Texas here, Kevin. Texas beats WVU 12-2 on Thursday, 10-4 on Friday, and finishes up with a 7-3 win in the series finale and regular season finale on Saturday. Kevin, a couple of themes here, I think, in this series stood out. West Virginia's lineup really just never got going. Texas's lineup was red hot, and the home run ball really hurt West Virginia. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at some of the grittier details, there are some similarities. I look particularly at strikeouts and walks. The uh, the Longhards only took three more walks than the Mountaineers all weekend. So they were seeing a similar amount of strikes, and what Texas was doing with those strikes was the difference. <laughs> Going or Hitting home runs in each game, outscoring the Mountaineers 35-20 over the series. They took advantage of the hitable pitches, which are frequent when it comes from Ben Hampton and Blaine Traxel, and they turned it into runs in large quantities. Yeah, and you look at this series, West Virginia beat 12-2 on Thursday. A five-run second inning was the difference, along with Porter Brown, who homered three times on Thursday. Seven runs allowed in the first two innings by WVU pitching on Friday. It was those quick starts by Texas that really put West Virginia behind the eight ball early. And this is a Texas lineup that you and I had talked, I think, before the series started that Texas maybe doesn't have one go-to guy, even though Porter Brown at times looks like that guy in this series, like West Virginia has in J.J. Weatherholt, but it is a balanced lineup that can attack you one through nine, very similar to how West Virginia has and has shown all season long. And when that happens, you don't get a break. Right. The first one out of the bullpen doesn't get a break, often entering with runners on base. It's a constant flood of offensive attack. And like you said, seen that from the Mountaineers a couple or 
throughout the length of this season. Uh, but there was just no pitcher besides today with with Hagman who really seemed to figure out uh, the how to thwart the Longhorn offense. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I mean, here is this uh, series in a nutshell, really. WVU didn't make it to the third inning without being down by at least four runs in any of the three games in this series. It's really hard to win games, especially against a great offense like Texas has when you're down early and often, especially when Texas has really good starting pitching as well. If you look at you know the stats for the Big 12 so far this season, Texas and West Virginia have been 1-2, one and 1-A, one 1-B, one however you want to look at it, in pitching stats so far this year for the most part. If you look at a, a bullpen and a rotation, a pitching staff as a whole, Texas certainly had one of their better weekends of the entire season this weekend. West Virginia did not. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to a lot of factors too, but a lot when I think of it, it's kind of the game of baseball. It's hard to get that momentum when you're down by that much. Granted, it's similar for any sport, but on the road in one of the most hostile and one of the most difficult environments in all of college baseball, it just makes it that much harder to really rally. Yeah, and we'll talk about what this all means from a big picture perspective coming up in a moment. But before we get there, let's get your word from our sponsor, Pritt and Spano. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano. West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Back here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast, Kevin Redfern, Ryan Decker here with you in our Morgantown studios. West Virginia's baseball team is the co-Big 12 champion, splitting that honor with Texas and Oklahoma State this season. What an eventful season it's been in the Big 12 conference. What a historic season it's been here in Morgantown on the diamond this spring. Kevin, we mentioned this here a couple times now, a three-way tie atop the Big 12 conference standings. Texas, WVU, and Oklahoma State all getting a piece of that Big 12 regular season trophy it's interesting how this splits up heading into the postseason you've got a tiebreaker scenario at the top there where you know coming into Saturday West Virginia could have finished first in the conference could have finished second in the conference could have finished third in the conference it's interesting how this all shapes up really and the difference becomes when you look at the Big 12 tournament coming up a difference in playing a down on their luck Kansas team an Oklahoma team that has been scrappy at times, or a Texas Tech team that has shown at, at times this season to be very good and very competitive. It's interesting how this all shapes out as you look towards the Big 12 tournament a little bit. And if there is one silver lining to take away from a regular season finale sweep, it's that this this series took place on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it throws the pitchers, throws the players, throws the coaches all out of rotation. Come Wednesday in the Big 12 tournament, you can forget about any sort of comfortability you had in scheduling. Mm-hmm. You're playing two, three, or potentially four or five games in a four-game span. This is when the teams who are the craftiest, the teams who have the most depth, top to bottom, really present themselves. So now that they've got a taste of kind of a 
different schedule, hopefully they can learn something from that and carry that into the postseason. And you kind of talk about getting a different taste, I think, was the, the phrasing you might have used there. You know, it's a sour taste maybe for West Virginia fans coming off of a weekend series sweep at the hands of Texas where West Virginia, really outside of the latter stages of Saturday's game, wasn't all that competitive in this series. But I think you have to look at this in a glass half full scenario here, Kevin, where you know West Virginia has been really good all season long. A 39 and 16 season, regular season, those just don't grow on trees for a lot of programs. West Virginia captured one of those. And I think you need to look at it as, you know, it's a bad weekend. Every team I think has afforded one of those weekends. And you wipe this one off and you move on to the postseason. Yeah, the timing of it is what makes it feel so sour, taste so sour I should say because we have not seen this from the Mountaineers all season other than maybe that Kansas series right so to have it come right when you're supposed to be playing at your best makes it hurt a little bit more um, but like you said these teams in the sport of baseball you're awarded that luxury the bad weekends happen and it's how you respond from them or how you respond to them is is where the real where the real money is made what well, I mean just thinking about Saturday here uh, number one wake Forest would has been nearly unbeatable all season long. They went down in pretty lopsided fashion on Saturday. Now, again, number one, Wake Forest, which has been very dominant all season versus number six, West Virginia, which gets swept over the weekend. I get it. Not, not a light comparison there. But I think the point is that teams do lose in baseball, and it's very dissimilar to football, where one loss does not make or break you. One bad weekend does not make or break your entire season, I don't think, in, in this situation at least. Oh, not whatsoever. There's just too much time on everyone's hands to be arguing on Twitter about it. Now we've got a couple of days off, so a lot of speculation. And, and there's a couple of days off. West Virginia is going to regroup. They're, they're going to stay in the state of Texas, I'm pretty sure, and just uh, hop over to Arlington, where the Big 12 tournament will be held there at Globe Life Field, the home of the Texas Rangers. It's a place where, you know, West Virginia, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, Randy Mazie has talked all season long with the growing fan support, especially at home games that his team has had, about getting his team ready for these types of situations, a, a scenario and an atmosphere that they will find themselves in in Globe Life Field in Arlington, and then hopefully, and we'll get to this here in a second, hopefully an NCAA regional tournament in Morgantown, the atmospheres that those will create. West Virginia has been getting ready for these types of scenarios and atmospheres all season long. That's what the entire regular season, I think, has been building up for, to, you can say, to a degree. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think Randy Mazie recognized that during this season, and it kind of threw him back to 2019. He speaks at length about he how he doesn't feel his players in 2019 responded positively to right. the postseason energy. So with that in the back of his mind, and also I'm sure he's seeing a lot of resemblances in this year's team, that's something that's been a, a talking point for him and something that a lot of the players you can see are actively trying to combat, trying to remain focused with multiple thousand people crowds mm -hmm. to channel that energy into something positive and uh, I, for some other coaches it might be kind of brushed away but for randy Maisie, it's very much at the front of his mind we'll have a full big 12 tournament preview here in a podcast setting uh dropping in the next couple of days prior to wvu starting play at globe life field so we don't want to preview the tournament too much but there are some talking points i think we need to get to before we wrap up here on this edition of the golden blue nation podcast one of them being we've kind of circled the drain on this a little bit i think i think we're in unison here on this does this weekend change your outlook on this wvu 
baseball team. Again, 39 and 16 on the year, 15 and 9 in conference play. It's a great season. Ends with the Big 12 regular season championship. Does one weekend change your outlook at this team? Uh, not for me, no. And I look back to the two times in the last couple of months where this team has faced adversity, and that came uh, first against Kansas when they lose the series to Kansas and then drop the midweek against Penn State. They came back and won the series against Oklahoma State, one of the co-Big 12 champions uh, at the end of the regular season. More recently, I thought one of the worst games the Mountaineers had played coming into this weekend was game one against Texas Tech. The mm -hmm. offense, uh, just like this weekend, really didn't show up to play. Well, they came back the next day and scored 17 runs. So in those two small little vacuums, I find that the West Virginia has responded to adversity pretty well. And because of that, I I don't think that they'll slow down heading into the postseason. That Kansas series, we, we've mentioned it a couple times now, that's the one where if you look at, you, you kind of say one got away, that's the series where one got away for West Virginia, dropping two of three against Kansas team that at the time was playing well, did not finish the season all that well Kansas did. That's the series you'd like to have back, I think. You, you, know, you take this weekend series against Texas as it is what it is, is that Kansas series. That's the one where, where you think, and the reason you say that is this, until this season, every Big 12 regular season champion has won at least 16 regular season games in conference play. This year bumps that trend where all three, Texas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, only had 15 conference wins. One was sitting there for you for the taking against Kansas, certainly. If you win that series, this Texas series doesn't even really matter all that much in terms of the seeding and, and Big 12 championship necessarily. So again, nitpicking a little bit, but that's the series, I think, to your point, that you do circle this season. The other thing is, you know, West Virginia, okay, you get swept this weekend. It's their first three-game losing streak the program has seen since April 30th through May 2nd, 2021. It's been almost two full seasons since this program last lost three games in a row. It's a program where Randy Mazie's mantra is, we don't panic. They're not panicking over this. It's a reset button type moment for West Virginia. They are going to hit that reset button and uh, hit the reset button and go from there as the postseason gets underway. And I imagine that's the message as being spread throughout the clubhouse right now. And we kind of saw that after Friday night's loss. Uh, Randy Macy's on the record uh, talking to the players after the game saying, forget this, we just want a regular season title. That's impressive. That's hard to do both in this sport and in this conference. So I can guarantee over the next couple of days, that's the message that's being spread. And I'm sure the players are buying in. You talk about a message that maybe needs to be spread throughout the locker room. Randy Mazie's big on that, as all good coaches are. Um, you know, the, the, the mantra, we don't panic in this program, that's a big one. Uh, last year, when West Virginia was kept out of postseason play by the NCAA Tournament Committee, in part because their resume lacked their towards the end of the regular season and, and towards the end of the postseason, Randy Mazie brought out a poker chip, put it on his shoulder, and said, this is the chip we would be playing with on our shoulder throughout the 2023 season. That's something that's not lost on this program. And for, from the man who brought out that poker chip, there will be maybe not a poker chip, but there will be something being used over the next couple of days as West Virginia gets ready for the Big 12 tournament. Now, speaking of the Big 12 tournament, what's the biggest key 
in your mind, Kevin, for West Virginia entering the Big 12 tournament? Again, we don't want to make this a full Big 12 tournament preview necessarily, but what's one thing maybe you have to wipe clean if you're West Virginia in order to be back at 100% full mentality for the Big 12 tournament? I think the popular opinion here is the the key is going to be in your two starting pitchers in Ben Hampton and Blaine Traxel. I'm going to step away from that and I'm going to combat it and say that I think the freshman pitching is what's going to be the key for the Mountaineers in the tournament. We've seen Maisie at his happiest and the team perform at its best when Aiden Major, when Carson Estridge are performing at their highest level. That There's going to be a game in the tournament where freshman pitching is going to have to carry the team. Uh, kind of gets swept under the rug against some great performers both on the mound and in the batter's box but i feel like this team performs at its best when its younger players are rising to the occasion so you talk about the young players i i will kind of focus in there on the starting pitching i think you need to make sure your starting pitchers give you more than one and two third innings yeah. which two of the three west virginia starters in this series were unable to do blaine Traxel went further on but still was hit for eight runs uh in his start on friday you need your starting pitching to come out and be what they have been for the majority of this season. West Virginia has had and enjoyed very good starting pitching throughout most of this year. That midweek starter role has been in flux as it has been for, for most of the time. West Virginia has been in the Big 12 Conference. Sunday starter role was in flux at times this year. But for the most part, West Virginia's starting pitching has been very good throughout this season. You need that to return to form in the Big 12 tournament. One other question here for you as we kind of wrap up here on the Golden Nation podcast. Kevin, what does West Virginia need to do in Arlington to ensure it hosts an NCAA regional? Coming into this weekend, that was not a question. I personally still don't think that is in question. How do you make sure you notch maybe a couple wins? Or what is the recipe, I guess, for ensuring you host an NCAA regional? I think it will take a couple of wins. Particularly, I think they got to make it to the Final Four. Uh, you don't want to leave any room for error, especially after last season, where West Virginia may have been considered a little bit higher than uh, some ratings put them at the end of the season. So to just take all the ambiguity out of it, to take all the questioning out of it, you make it to the Final Four, you solidify yourselves as a contender for the Big 12 tournament title, leave no room for error there. And then at the same time, to get more than one win under your belt after you lose three in a row is just a good thing to have for momentum heading into regionals. I think at least one win is, is necessary just to ensure you host it. And again, it, it always comes down to this time of year. How much does each individual sports tournament selection committee how much do they weigh? How, how heavily do they weigh a postseason conference tournament? We, we've seen in basketball where we're getting away from those postseason tournaments meaning a lot. I think baseball is kind of in the same boat where you're getting away from that meaning a bunch. However, I think it is important for West Virginia to show that this weekend was an aberration and that they can win an important game at an important time here late in the year when, when the lights do get a little bit brighter, the crowds get a little bit bigger. I think as long as they win one game here next week in Arlington, the Big 12 tournament, pretty confident to say we'll see an NCAA regional here in Morgantown. The question then becomes, does the Super Regional is that still in play for West Virginia? Don't know if that's still in play after this weekend. Uh, I'm not quite sure there either. I think that we're a long ways away from that, truthfully. And also, it will depend on how some of their higher seeds in the regional uh, pan out. Um, but regardless, getting any games in the postseason on your home turf is a blessing. Mm -hmm. So to whether it be 
for the home field advantage itself or just to get a couple games under your belt to get that momentum. Uh, it's an invaluable resource. So to have just one or hopefully two would would be ideal. One other note here is we kind of clean up things here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. J.J. Weatherholt, uh, his reach base streak did come to an end on Saturday. It was at 56 games heading into the regular season finale. He went 0 for 4. So uh, unfortunately for him, that reach base streak did come to an end. His average now sitting at 447 at regular seasons and an impressive regular season that he had. And certainly uh, he's going to be uh, one of the still one of the front runners for that Golden Spikes Award college base. Baseball's Heisman Trophy, you could say, 15 home runs on the year for him and uh, a 447 batting average. So truly impressive, and he still has a chance because regular. Uh, I'm sorry, he still has a chance because postseason stats count into this. Has a chance to become the first Division One Power Five conference player to finish with a batting average of above 450 since Buster Posey back in 2008 for Florida State. Still has a chance to do that with the postseason coming up. A couple key dates to remember: the Big 12 tournament. It begins on Wednesday. The NCAA tournament regional host sites are announced on Sunday, May 28th. The NCAA tournament bracket gets announced in full that following day on Monday. And then the NCAA tournament gets underway on Friday, June 2nd. Real fun. Really just beginning here in the college baseball season. But that'll do it for us here on this edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Angelica Schnoon and I, we will be heading down to Arlington to provide coverage of WVU's Big 12 tournament run. So with that being said, you can stay up to date on the nationally ranked and historic Mountaineers at GoldenBlueNation.com and on the always free Golden Blue Nation app available for download for free for Apple and Android devices. For Kevin Redfern, I'm Ryan Decker. This has been the Golden Blue Nation podcast brought to you as always by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, York. WVLawFirm.com. See you next time.